0: behind him and gestured for the three to follow him before them stretched a long marble-flagged corridor tall leaded windows on one side heavy oil paintings and the occasional set of double leather doors on the other halfway down the passage andrea tapped the corporal on the shoulder and handed the magazine back without a word the corporal took it smiling uncertainly and inserted it into his rifle without a word Another twenty paces, and he stopped before the last pair of leather doors. Knocked, heard a muffled acknowledgement, and pushed open one of the doors, standing aside to let the three men pass him. Then he moved out again, closing the door behind him. It was obviously the main drawing-room of the house, or palace, furnished in an almost medieval opulence, all dark oak, heavily brocaded silk curtains, leather upholstery, leather-bound books what were undoubtedly a set of old masters on the walls, and a flowing sea of dull bronze carpeting from wall to wall. Taken all in all, even a member of the old pre-war Italian nobility wouldn't have turned up his nose at it. The room was pleasantly redolent with the smell of burning pine, the source of which wasn't difficult to locate. One could have roasted a very large ox indeed in the vast and crackling fireplace at the far end of the room. Close by this fireplace stood three young men who bore no resemblance whatsoever to the rather ineffectual youngster who had so recently tried to prevent their entry. They were, to begin with, a good few years older, though still young men. They were heavily built, broad-shouldered characters, and had about them a look of tough and hard-bitten competence. They were dressed in the uniform of that elite of combat troops, the Marine Commandos and they looked perfectly at home in those uniforms. But what caught and held the unwavering attention of Mallory and his two companions was neither the rather splendidly effete decadence of the room and its furnishings, nor the wholly unexpected presence of the three commandos. It was the fourth figure in the room, a tall, heavily built and commanding figure who leaned negligently against a table in the centre of the room. The deeply trenched face, the authoritative expression. The splendid grey beard and the piercing blue eyes made him a prototype for the classic British naval captain, which, as the immaculate white uniform he wore indicated, was precisely what he was. With a collective sinking of their hearts, Mallory, Andrea, and Miller gazed again, and with a marked lack of enthusiasm, upon the splendidly piratical figure of Captain Jensen R.N., chief of Allied Intelligence, Mediterranean, and the man who had so recently sent them on their suicidal mission to the island of Navarone. All three looked at one another and shook their heads in slow despair. Captain Jensen straightened, smiled his magnificent saber-toothed tiger's smile, and strode forward to greet them, his hand outstretched. Mallory! Andrea! Andrea! "'Miller!' "'There was a dramatic five-second pause between the words. "'I don't know what to say. "'I just don't know what to say. "'A magnificent job! "'A magnificent!' "'He broke off and regarded them thoughtfully. "'You, um, don't seem at all surprised to see me, Captain Mallory.' "'I'm not.' "'With respect, sir, whenever and wherever there's dirty work afoot, "'one looks to find—yes, yes, yes, quite, quite. "'And how are you all? "'Tired,' Miller said firmly. "'Terribly tired. We need a rest. At least I do.' "'Jensen said earnestly, "'And that's exactly what you're going to have, my boy. A rest. A long one. A very long one.' A very long one? Miller looked at him in frank incredulity. You have my word. Jensen stroked his beard in momentary diffidence. Just as soon, that is, as you get back from Yugoslavia. Yugoslavia? Miller stared at him. Tonight. Tonight? By parachute. By parachute? Jensen said with forbearance.